welcome here this morning. I'm really excited to have this amazing conversation with Dr. P.C. Matthew. Uh, he's uh, the founder and the leader of an organization called UIM and uh, we are very blessed to have him with us on this podcast. UIM as a ministry has been leading uh, family ministry and uh, ministering to people in uh, in, in, in the area of marriage and relationships for a long time and uh, you know in our nation we don't have a lot of ministries that are specifically devoted to helping marriages and uh, relationships and we are really blessed to have a ministry like UIM that is part of our nation's heritage and, and what God is doing through UIM and, and it is our privilege to have uh, Dr. PC Matthew with us on this podcast. Uh, so, uh, Dr. PC, would you just want to say hello and greet our people that are listening to us this morning? Hello. Uh, thank you for this opportunity for me to come on your podcast and uh, also share a little bit about uh, myself and the ministry that God has laid upon our hearts. Yes, it's uh, been now 22 years since the Lord laid this burden and we've been doing this and uh, we are so grateful for picking us up uh, and, uh, you know, for the Lord to use us thus far. So thank you. Thank you for inviting. Just wanted to know a little bit more personally about you. Uh, If you could just give us an introduction about how, uh, how long you've been married and, and uh, about your family background and uh, how you met your wife and just, just a few, uh, uh, you know, information about your personal life just for us to get acquainted to you sir sure i i grew up in uh, chennai Mm -hmm. Um, my roots are in kerala but my shoots are in tamil Nadu. okay and now my fruits are in karnataka (laughs) (laughs) because um, yeah after uh, um, uh, my theological studies uh, i've been here in karnataka in different parts of karnataka i see and uh, yeah, so um, I grew up in Chennai and did my uh, bachelor's in uh, physics mm-hmm. and then um, was in the computer marketing for two years okay. in the year 1990 to 92. Uh, I mean, I felt God's call for mission while I was in my final year, but uh, folks at home were not very happy that I'm going in for mm-hmm. something that is not going to pay me anything. Mm-hmm. And my parents, uh, you know, were really looking forward for me to work because we come from very average home and they wanted me to support the family. Mm. Uh, So I anyway tried to help them. But in two years, I worked in five companies out of which four companies closed down. And instead of uh, making money, I was in debt. And every time the Lord used to remind me that he called me for something different. Right. And that's what... uh, uh, made me to step out and my family also by then were convinced that I need to go. Mm. Uh, so uh, I went to um, Pune UBS, mm. Union Biblical Seminary, right. did my four years of theology. And uh, while I was in Bangalore, I actually met my wife. Uh, we were um, uh, teaching Sunday school and were in the choir and all that. And somehow, um, you know, I recognized that she had a call too, and uh, she was uh, uh, also wanting to serve God. I think that's what really connected us. 
and uh, her love for God right. and right. Uh, my love for God actually was the connecting point by which we began to love each other. And uh, wow. uh, then she also followed me in the seminary. So we went as actually two single students. Uh, we were not mm -hmm. uh, probably in the right age at that time to get married. And uh, it uh, needed some time for my parents and her parents also to kind of uh, understand. And uh, so it gave us also some time to really um, uh, seek God and seek God's will for our uh, family life together. And uh, when we were very clear about it, uh, yeah, uh, we told our parents. And after two years of our seminary, we got married. That's when we went for internship together. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then uh, we came back as married couples for so one and a half years. We uh, stayed in the campus as married couple. Um, and after that, we sensed a very strong call to go uh, to an unknown place. You know, one of the things that we prayed while we were in our final year of uh, uh, seminary, okay. that God will take us to a place of need. Mm -hmm. God will take us to a place not many want to go. Right. And God will take us to a place in his will. Right. And interestingly, God took us to a place uh, where all these three things was <laughs> fulfilled. Uh, we uh -huh. went to a place called Gulbarga in North Karnataka, which was oh, not wow. familiar for both of us. And okay. uh, uh, and it was uh, not a easy terrain. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the most backward districts or district of Karnataka. And it was also the most hottest place uh, going from Bangalore to the right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so we stayed there and we pioneered uh, youth work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, among college students for almost four years. Mm -hmm. um, and also I had a small church to pastor, so I was uh, helping the church, um, you know, the congregation, a small congregation, but mainly mm -hmm. young people, uh, five okay. uh, families. So that's mm -hmm. uh, that was our beginning. Uh, then we moved to Tumkur, and uh, uh, we were in Tumkur for three years. And mm -hmm. then... Uh, that's when actually, while we were in Gulbarga and Tumkur, is when basically the Lord uh, gave us a burden for uh, ministering to families um, because few of our friends uh, in Bangalore, their marriages uh, were rocking and, you know, they were really uh, breaking down. And we were all very uh, active in our youth fellowship. We were doing very well uh, otherwise, um, uh, career-wise and everything. Mm -hmm. But... Their marriage and family life was, uh, you know, uh, was also pulling down their spiritual life. So uh, we recognize this is an area nobody is speaking, nobody is teaching. So in the year 1998, few of us as friends ga gathered mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and uh, we organized our own camp. Um, that was the beginning, actually. That okay. camp actually uh, evolved urban Indian ministries uh, because few of us as friends wow. sensed okay. that... Uh, this was uh, the need of the hour, and we felt so blessed. And uh, in fact, uh, Sibi and me, we both were, uh, you know, asking the Lord to forgive our sins for the areas that we didn't do correctly as families according to God's word. Mm -hmm. And when I went back mm -hmm. to Gulbarga at that time, I started preaching 10 series of sermon mm -hmm. on family. Uh, I didn't have any resource except the Bible. Mm. Um, but with the Bible, I started looking at 
what it is to be a good husband, what it is to be a good wife, mm. what it is to be a good uh, uh, father, mm. mother. So like that 10 series mm. uh, I prepared and started preaching. Mm. Uh, so I never knew God was actually preparing us for a full-time family ministry. Wow. Uh, wow. But uh, for four years we did that. And in 2002, the Lord asked us to move out of the church ministry and take this up full time. And that's mm. when we moved to Bangalore. Um, by then, we had two kids. So with the two kids and started off in our bedroom converted wow. office wow. in 2002. And uh, that's the story of UIM. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's that's such an amazing journey of how the Lord brought you from there till here. And uh, and uh, and how long have you been married uh, for now yeah we uh, got married in the year 1994 so we are 26 okay. years yeah 26 years married now amazing and amazing beautiful yeah. <laughs> wow that's amazing we, we are looking forward to learning from your 26 years of experience of being married and being founded on god's word and and uh, teaching and uh, counseling and ministering to so many people uh, I just, I'm just curious about this. Uh, I'd love to know what is your heart for your marriage? Uh, what, the reason I ask this is because sometimes we think that marriage is just about uh, finding somebody who can cook for you or finding somebody who can pay your bills or finding somebody who can just help you in your day-to-day -day work or even help you with ministry. And um, But I just wanted to know uh, what, according to you, what is the purpose or the goal or the mission of, of your family, um, uh, you know, something that you might have, might have decided earlier on or uh, along the way that the Lord impressed on your heart and, uh, you know, something that we can also learn from. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that I recognized uh, as I've been in this ministry is the fact that many of them have um, a tendency to see church as sacred place and home as secret place mm -hmm. you know so what we do at home and everything is very secret mm -hmm. and that's my private space i can mm -hmm. be what i am mm -hmm. but church is another story right. you know where i have to be well dressed speak right. the right language do the right thing and i was quite disturbed by this uh, dichotomy uh, that i've mm -hmm. been seeing uh, even in pastors families mission missionaries families mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things that we said we are not going to speak what we don't practice. We are not going to talk mm. about things that, you know, we are not being true to ourselves. So um, for me um, and my wife, mission uh, is something that uh, is first practiced at right. home. And what we practice at home overflows as God's work to wow. others. Uh, so it's an overflow of who we are in what we do. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's mission for us. So we really need to live out wow. uh, godly, uh, you know, um, husband, godly wife role according to the scripture and be godly father, mm -hmm. godly mother, um, so that we together uh, fulfill the purpose and the plan of God, uh, which mm -hmm. I believe, um, you know, um, is in the very heart of why even God instituted marriage. Uh, right. God didn't institute to just multiply and fill the earth without a purpose. Yep. It is that we fill the earth with godly worshippers who represent God 
right. in this world and we are his image bearers and so our mission is basically to uh, see that mm. uh, that we are faithful uh, in our covenant commitment uh, to one another within the context of our own mm. family and what we do outside flows out of our oneness uh, and that be- that becomes the mission that God wants us to do wow wow that, that's that's so amazing and i i love the fact that you you mentioned how our families uh, are supposed to be where we practice our mission and everything that we do outside the house has to be an overflow of what we do at home and so often we think that it's the other way in you know we we bring whatever we do outside based on our ministry based on our careers or based on what we are involved outside we we uh, do things at home but it's actually the other way where the the what we do outside has to be an overflow of what we practice at home uh, that's beautiful i just want to know this like you know you've been married for 26 years and and sometimes when you journey with uh, the same person for a really long time there seems to be a a familiarity that you know we tend to develop with that person now this is a, this is true in all relationships it happens between a pastor and a church member it happens between a, uh, an employer and an employee it happens uh, between siblings between parents and children like over a period of time it's just natural for us to uh, you know kind of take the other person for granted and and a bit of familiarity to develop in uh so uh, you know in in the initial years it might be very exciting to be in the relationship but as we go on and as we see the other person's strengths and weaknesses it's it kind of gets hard to really continue to celebrate and you know uh, keep that uh, uh first love going through the through the se- through different seasons of life so what what have you learned or and what are the things that you have practiced in this last couple of decades of your married life to uh you know not let familiarity get into the marriage well um a lot depends on what is your foundation on which you are building your mm. marriage are you building your marriage on your feelings mm. are you building your marriage on even love mm. are you building a marriage on something little more solid right uh which uh, actually doesn't take that uh glue away uh, so mm. i feel that what really helped us going is uh, our time with god uh, on a mm. daily basis uh, our wow. intimacy with god uh, actually mm. made our souls to connect so deeply that as uh, mm. we read in genesis 2 24 25 it says they both were naked and felt no shame right uh, i think uh, what really helped us is uh, while we allowed the lord to uh, you know penetrate into our lives and uh, and uh, unite our souls together mm. we began to see that our love has actually not uh, waned off over time in fact it has been only growing wow. because the more we love god mm-hmm. the more he fills you with his resource of love mm. in order to love your partner right uh, when i try to love with my own ability with my own uh, you know 
uh, way of trying to somehow create a feeling of love for her it doesn't work right uh, every day it has to spring a new mm. uh, by the fact that we both are called to this covenantal commitment mm. and we both have a mission to accomplish together to fulfill god's purpose so that really i would say is the glue mm. so one of the things that we did we made a commitment even while we were uh, you know dating and courting we said you know come what may you know we will not let the sun go down in our anger uh, so which means uh, many times uh, some conflict come after the sun goes down you know so what mm. do we do we said we will mm. not let the sun come up you know before right. things are resolved between us so right, right. we have stayed in our initial years of marriage uh mm. you know trying to resolve our conflicts up to 2 o'clock in the night uh, till we are really wow. sleepy and you know mm. and at the end uh we we kind of sometime agree to disagree because uh, you know uh, not that uh, my spouse uh, or me have to be an s master to all what Uh, each other think we are two different personalities yeah. uh, brought up in two different cities uh, two different mm. aspirations we had um, so uh, we are brought in uh, even our personalities are so different i am uh, uh, really an extrovert she can be uh, she is quite an extrovert uh, you know but i would say uh, she right now um, you know uh, has become more extrovert like me but but uh, yeah. when it comes to uh, expressing emotions she 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 would not uh, do that frequently and uh, right. and uh, initial years of our marriage it was very very difficult uh, where mm. i had to literally let her uh, know that she has to express it and mm. uh, then slowly she began to express uh, what is that that she is upset about and things mm. like that mm. uh, that really helped uh, you know in this whole process uh, so um uh, again even when we resolved these uh, differences and all that uh, one of the things that we did uh, was to come into god's presence talk about mm. our differences talk about yeah. things that we are yeah. not able to resolve yeah. and uh, and then the presence of god just fills us and uh, we feel silly about each other mm. sometime why did we uh, i mean it doesn't matter yeah uh, this doesn't really matter this is not uh, you know for us to uh uh you know destroy our peace and happiness because of this right so that's the uh, way we uh, kind of looked at it so so dr pc i have a follow up question to what you just shared you you mentioned how everything depends on what kind of foundation we uh you know build our marriages and relationships on uh, so sometimes we tend to build our relationship on the foundation of uh, just human feelings and human understanding of love sometimes we build it on mutual uh, you know commitment to you know whatever dreams or aspirations that we have and you know we see that okay this person has a similar dream let's do this together or different kinds of things that we build our foundations for our marriage on Now what are some of the dangers uh, just want to ask you from your personal experience of counseling and ministering to others what are some of the dangers of of building our marriage and our relationships on uh, 
um, something that is not godly or something that is not prescribed in God's word uh, because the Bible talks about how the wind and the waves will come on the house that was built on the rock and on the sand uh, just because we are built on the rock uh, or built on the sand it doesn't mean that we will not but the the challenge is that if we are built on the sand we may not stand the test of time so uh, so I want to know from your perspective, what are the dangers of building on the sand? What are, how does it become fatal or how does it tend to destroy our relationship if we build on the wrong foundations? Well, um, I mean, since you actually brought out the, <laughs> uh, the parable that Jesus said about the wise man and the foolish man, um, one thing definitely, it doesn't stand the test of time. Um, we, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, initially it goes very well and, and all that. You know, there are at least three broad kind of intimacy, I would say. Uh, one is um, definitely our spiritual intimacy. And the other intimacy is relational intimacy and then the physical intimacy. You know, many times people um, match themselves because of the relational intimacy or the wavelength. Uh, they feel, oh, we are, uh, you know, um, our wavelength um, are are matching and, uh, um, you know, so because of that, they get married or they say, oh, we both are of the same wavelength and we both, uh, you know, feel the same and we both are engineers, we both are software engineers uh, or whatever, you know, so uh, because of the uh, the profession because of their uh, feeling because of whatever um, they feel uh, they are one but that does not you know hold them for too long uh, once somebody loses a job or once uh, you know as you said the feeling dies down or once selfishness comes in I mean, the first uh, uh, one month, a lot of selflessness will be there. After that, selfishness will definitely pour out, you know, uh, where I want my sleep, where I want my coffee, where I want my, you know, and uh, and kind of all that slowly starts showing up and by six months, everything is out. So that time, uh, these things doesn't last because that time we feel, oh, why did I marry? Or why did I, oh, did I make the uh, wrong choice? And things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that if you uh, got married because you are uh, relationally, you know, doing very well, um, it doesn't uh, move further. Ma- maximum it moves to physical intimacy. You know, right. it, uh, it. OK, so relational intimacy moves us to physical intimacy. And uh, so sometimes we keep the relational intimacy as a foundation and uh, mm. that doesn't help. Uh, or mm. some people keep the physical intimacy as a foundation. They start because, right. uh, you know, they got physical and they are sustaining it because they got physical. Yeah, and mm. then they get married because they got physical. And then they, yeah. they're only the physical intimacy seems to be uh, kind of the only holding factor. But how long will that last? Yeah. That's not going to yeah. hold you, you know, too long. And yeah. so I feel that, you know, the more we are s- connected spiritually, uh, when mm. we allow God to kind of take control of uh, our lives and both of us rever God and we submit mm. uh, out of reverence to Christ, 
yeah not because of anything else because we christ brought right. us together i am called to love her as christ loved the church and she is called to submit uh, you know mm. as father submitted uh, sorry as a son submitted to the father and in that way we both are having jesus as the model and we both are beginning to uh, mm. uh, you know kind of model christ to one another in different different ways so i would say that um uh, uh, once we uh, allow our spiritual intimacy to be the foundation then it moves to relational and then it moves to physical mm. uh, uh, you know not the other way yeah. uh, not the other way you know because yeah. it's like a triangle you know the broader the base has to be the spiritual intimacy the next part is the relational and the next part uh, is or the top uh, is the physical you know but if you make the physical the um the foundation it's like an inverted nice, triangle nice. you will be dancing uh, you won't right, go any right. further so that's what i believe uh right. spiritual right. intimacy definitely will move us to other areas as well but other things don't move us beyond a certain area amen amen thank you so much for sharing that that is uh, so important for Uh, not just people who are married but even even for those that are journeying and that are that that are preparing uh, themselves for marriage for them to know how important it is to write uh, to start at the right places and uh, build the right foundations for um, the marriage uh, so uh, let me ask you this so you know if uh, you know if when because we say that spiritual intimacy is important and uh, that the bible has to be god's word has to be the foundation of our relationships what what principles would you prescribe especially to married couples what biblical principles would you prescribe to them uh so that they can continue to keep their marriages fresh um even after going through difficult seasons uh, of loss and hurts and challenges ups and downs in marriage what kind of practices can they follow together as a husband and a wife and even including the children to to keep the marriage fresh and uh, personal yeah i think um, people try to put marriage on an autopilot mode uh, they think mm-hmm. once they got married everything will automatically move on uh, i think that's yeah. the real problem yeah. marriage is hard work uh you know if uh, they don't think about it like that before marriage after marriage they realize it uh, but uh, they don't know how to go about it i think that is a problem so marriage definitely yeah. needs certain ingredients which cannot be compromised and i would say the uh, you know as i said the foundation is definitely your time with god uh, both individually right. and as a couple every day uh you are just opening your souls to god uh you know in physical intimacy you only bear your bodies but in spiritual intimacy you bear your soul yeah uh, so that is uh, uh, yeah. th- that's foundational but other than that i would say you know keeping a constant communication uh communicate truthfully to your partner don't play hide and seek Uh, we are not called to kind of play hide and seek you know when uh, adam and eve sinned then they were playing hide and seek you know they were blaming mm-hmm. each other but uh, we don't need to play hide and seek with one another uh, mm-hmm. we have become one flesh 
Mm. And that is what the covenant of marriage is all about. So when we have become one flesh, what hurts me should hurt the other. What the other is hurting should hurt me. So that's the way we have to get into this relationship. And it doesn't happen, Mm. you know, probably if we want to remain in our own, uh, you know, in our own uh, uh, camps. We have to become vulnerable to each other. Uh, So uh, this open communication is going to help us to do that. Uh, Because when we communicate, Mm -hmm. uh, we just not, we are not just talking about uh, only uh, verbal communication, you know, communicating in different ways, you know, that we care, that we love, you know, uh, uh, Gary Chapman's five love languages uh, is a good uh, tool to really know how you can express love. Uh, For some people, uh, you know, love means uh, words. Uh, while for some people it is, uh, um, you know, service. For some people it means time. You give me time, then I feel you yeah. love me. And for some people it is right. gifts. And for some people it is touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so various ways, according to how your spouse understands love, appropriately mm-hmm. communicate and express love to that person. Not just through words, mm-hmm. through all these five aspects. You know, we can communicate uh, our love to the other person uh, in ways that will make them understand. You know, the, I mean, a uh, few weeks back, uh, you know, this uh, uh, this couple came to me. Uh, they, they stay in, uh, you know, as one of our neighbors. So they just uh, suddenly called me up and then they walked up uh, to me and I wondered if there's anything uh, wrong with their marriage because otherwise they didn't uh, call me or come here. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. and then just talking to them, you know, I recognized 11 years of marriage. Now, mm-hmm. he has been so, um, you know, I mean, he has been uh, very discontent uh, with everything of life. Uh, there is no peace within. Mm-hmm. Once there's no peace within, you cannot give peace to other person. So because of that, right. unknowingly, he's been hurting her by criticism, words and words. In fact, there was hardly any physical abuse. Sometimes mm-hmm. only physical abuse we be, see as a big thing right. that has happened. Right. You know, uh, but sometimes I sometimes I feel physical abuse right. is, is quite right. tolerable than sometimes the emotional, verbal abuse uh, and other abuses that goes on. That's true. You know? So here is a person who was not physically yeah, abused. Completely agree. But the fact that he's mm-hmm. verbally kept shouting and never happy about anything she did or, you know, uh, always complaining about everything and anything uh, and then just selfishly going after his own uh, focus area and wanting to drag the family. Uh, you know, it, it actually... Uh, sadly, you know, when I spoke to them, I recognized that she uh, needed, uh, um, you know, help from a psychiatrist because she has gone beyond the just the normal process of counseling, you know, because uh, she has got into a delusionary mode. And uh, it is simply because, uh, you know, she has been keeping it all inside of her and all that. Now, why I'm sharing this is, he was always under the impression as a husband, as a father, he's been doing everything correctly because he's providing, yeah. he is bringing in money, he's bringing his, mm. uh, you know, uh, bring, bringing vegetables for her to cook, uh, you know, um, once in a while taking them out. 
all that is happening but you know this love is not been expressed in the way she understood love she said right. ask me ask him in 11 years you know how many sarees has he brought for me you know mm. uh, i mean probably her love language was was gift you know and he, she mm. said two sarees in 11 years mm. and i'm a working woman mm. this is all he has done for me mm. now what do you say you know so here is mm. you know uh, sometime uh, we think we are doing everything correctly and uh, you know yeah. uh, providing the needs communicating and all that but it is not appropriately expressed in the way the right. other person right. understands it as love and he was mm. telling i have never even uh, spent money you know for a cup of tea outside without her knowledge Yeah. i have not uh, you know uh, done spend any money on myself everything i've done for the family mm-hmm. but it didn't somehow communicate to them that he oh, was love. really caring for them and he loves them because it is not expressed in ways that the other person understands and thirdly yeah. i would say you know uh, i think however uh, long your marriage is set some time just for the two of you mm. you know find some space for just the two of you to spend time together yeah. uh, i would call it a date night you know mm. sometimes we uh, we think when we hear the word date or oh, that's a american thing or that's a western mm. thing you know i mm. would say borrow some good western things because anyway we have borrowed mm. enough you know yeah, yeah so um, for some Uh, good of your family if even if you have to borrow something from the west it's not too bad many people have gone there right. you know but the culture yeah. alone they wanted here but uh, again mm. you know i don't think it's a western or eastern culture you know it's a mm. matter of spending time you know that any culture mm. will endorse it uh, so yeah. just spend uh, quality time set apart and when you spend time talk about things that matter to your spouse uh, mm. don't just talk about again children did you pay the fees of the children uh, or oh, how are the children studying they are not nowadays studying they are not studying well uh, you know i think you should help now all those things can be spoken separately but yeah. i would say uh, you know try to understand each other's feeling how are you doing yeah. honey how are you doing mm. you know is uh, are you are you are you okay Uh, how was your week uh, you know just yeah. catch up catch up with one mm. another find out is there anything that uh, is burdening or is up, she's upset mm. about or he's upset about talk mm. to one another about things that matter to them and uh, especially get into their feeling level conversation you know most of yeah. our conversation communication is about facts 90% of yeah. our communication is facts you know did yeah. you uh, did you uh, you know pay the electricity bill yeah today you know this laundry man came he told me to do this or today you know he just keep giving facts instead mm. of that pause and uh, just talk about each other you know what are you going mm. through uh, uh, mm. you seem to be come working late these days i'm sure you are very mm. tired is there any way mm. i could help you See, mm-hmm. once we are engaging in a feeling level conversation, 
your feeling for right. each other only grows and fosters and it become uh, effervescence uh, mm-hmm. you know however long you're married Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, last year uh, uh, was our 25th anniversary. Wow. Uh, I I booked uh, not that we have a lot of money, but I intentionally booked a holiday for both of us, and we went to Bali. Uh, wow. And that is the place where we saw all newly married honeymoon couples coming, mm-hmm. uh, all youngsters. And in that 25 year old, uh, 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 you know, married. a 24 year married couple also was doing their second honeymooning mm-hmm. and uh, i i remember uh, you know i mean when we were walking uh, these tour package people they were calling uh, for their packages and they were calling us uh, they looked at us and they saw some gray and so they started saying uh, second honeymoon second honeymoon yeah, <laughs> you know the second honeymoon couple you know so i just looked i stopped i turned i looked at that guy i said this is 25th honeymoon not wow. second honeymoon every mm. year learn to celebrate learn to celebrate each other's uh, special dates you know wow. i mean our anniversary wedding anniversary is special to us even today you know mm. i mean uh, uh, we sometime uh, enact uh, our our wedding wedding day and wedding night and you know i mean basically helping us to relive those moments Uh, in mm. those uh, good memories that God has given us, and there is nothing right. unspiritual about it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, these are some of the tips I would say to keep your marriage fresh. Yeah, don't lose your awe um, for your partner. And of mm. course, today Satan is bringing several distractions. Yeah. And I can tell you, if you take your eyes off from the Lord. uh you will have enough to gaze at uh and today i have seen even people in ministry uh, falling a prey to that you know i mean they are uh, into extramarital they are into pornography they are into all kind of things simply because uh, their walk with the lord is messed up uh slowly yeah. you know it's a slow fade it doesn't happen yeah. overnight uh slowly mm. slowly we compromise little here little there and uh, then we kind of uh without our knowledge we are uh, you know um we, we have slipped because we have seen mm. giants fall yeah mm. and so uh, all the more i feel we need to guard ourselves uh, we need to put some tight mm. fences yeah uh, we need to keep mm. living a life of confession yeah because uh, mm. there are times yes you, you know you your your mind suddenly things especially for men you know uh, there are mm. uh, thoughts that just come uh, which is uh, adulterous uh, which you kind of mm. uh, uh, you know just came your way uh, just pause for a minute mm. and say lord i'm so sorry yeah i know this went mm. against my covenant uh, i want to be faithful mm. to my wife i want to remain uh, faithful mm. uh, to the calling that you have given me in my marriage you know the moment you keep doing mm. that so it's not once or once in a while confessing mm. it's a life of confession when anything goes yeah. wrong and i believe that will help us and the grace of god will just carry us through amen amen i just want to ask you sir because you as a ministry you have uh, you know made a lot of resources and contents especially uh, this book that you have written about being a missional family 
uh, how can we access some of these resources that uh, have been made available uh, from the ministry? Sure, you can visit our website, urbanindia.org. Uh, okay. Under resources, all these resources are available. You can write to us. Um, I mean, you can Google and get uh, through Amazon. Um, the Kindle version of my book is available. Uh, we have not put our workbook. Uh, we also have a workbook for people to study because it's not a casual reading book. Uh, how to fulfill God's uh, purpose in and through your family. Hmm. Uh, because sometimes we seem to give a mission to, uh, you know, organized churches to do it. Right. But every home are little uh, lighthouses and small churches uh, that we ourselves can be the church for our streets, yeah. uh, can be the missionary to the to the place around uh, that mm. we are in. So I just believe that our homes can be a discipleship center. Um, and so that's what the book is all about. So people sure. want sure. to study it. And so I wrote a, a workbook which ends up in the couple making their own family mission statement, keeping Amazing. those five principles of a missional family. Okay. Uh, so um, that is available um, you know, through our website. Um, or they can, um, you know, uh, write to uh, us at info at urbanindia.org um, and they can they can get a copy of it. Yeah, we'll post that's, it to them. That, that's amazing. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, we'd love to, uh, you know, just have you pray over us and pray over all that all the people that are listening to us and uh, just speak a word of blessing. I'm sure that there are many we keep getting uh, you know emails and messages of people who are at the verge of breaking up and um, and and about to give up uh, and what they need most times is just a word of hope and somebody saying that okay you you will come out of this if you will just push through the lord will carry you through so whatever the lord just uh, lays on your heart if you can just speak a word of blessing and pray for those that are listening that'll be amazing sure, sure. i would love to do that Father, we thank you and praise you for this time. And we thank you that, Lord, uh, you have brought us as families for a purpose. Lord, uh, when you brought men and women together, Lord, your purpose was that we will reflect you. We will be your image bearers. And through, Lord, uh, uh, our home, you wanted to bless nations. You wanted to bless, Lord, uh, uh, the world, oh, Father. And that was your grander purpose. And so, Father, many times we have missed it out and we have been so focused on our own personal issues and problems. And we have, Lord, uh, forgotten the larger agenda for which you have united us. We, Lord, confess this, uh, Lord, this day, our sins and things that we have not really done the way you want us to. Right now, Lord, I also want to pray a blessing over all these families who are listening. We pray that your grace will abound for them to live out your purposes. And uh, Lord, anything that is uh, a stronghold in their life, we come against it in Jesus' name. And we pray in Jesus' name that they will be liberated to live out your purposes so that, Lord, they will begin to enjoy Lord, the, 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 the harvest of things that you have for them uh, when they yield their lives to you. So I pray that 
Lord, uh, even uh, by listening to this, that they will not be just listeners, but be doers of your word. They will apply this into their life and their family altars will be repaired and they will, Lord, make you the, the most important person of their lives and will turn everything around to fulfill your purposes, Lord. We thank you once again because you are a prayer-answering God. Thank you for listening to our prayers. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And uh, we know that this conversation will definitely be a, a, a thought-provoking conversation for many people. And, uh, and we pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and the ministry that, uh, that you are doing along with the entire team that the Lord has blessed you with. Uh, we pray that the Lord's hand will be upon your ministry as well. Thank you so much for giving us your time.